Hey gang, Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts is now funded by Patreon. Join to access our blog and unlock special bonuses like essays, reviews, show notes, and other exclusive material. It's brand new and you can be a part of shaping the material we produce. If we reach $50 a month, we'll be able to start buying vintage Scooby-Doo novels to review, in addition to our regular episodes. Thank you to Charlie Adams, David Green, Jordan Ferguson, Katie Maxwell, Kyle Michaud, Matthew Bang, and Pablo Corden for funding this episode. Welcome to Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts. The original podcast that painstakingly goes through all Scooby-Doo media in search of those to Scooby-Doo absolutely or Scooby-Don't under any circumstance. I'm your host, Billy. And I'm your host, Amelia. And we're watching Nothing! Because it's the Shaggy and Scooby-Doo Get a Clue Season 2 Stack Count. done. They're not on the road anymore. They're not having fun. And they're gonna stop singing that damn song all day long. This is the last time both you, the listeners, and I, the editor, will have to listen to that fucking song. <laughs> Thank God. And it's, it's the last time that you'll have to hear my really good impression of, of, of Shaggy at Jim's house and Pam's house. I think I did that impression once in the first episode. I meant to do it more times. What? You did Jimmy Stewart all the time. I did? Yeah. Let's hear a compilation of that. Let's not. <laughs> Let's get through this fucking stack count as quickly as possible so this can be put behind us. As will all the coming direct-to-DVD movies will be behind us, and then we can start Mystery Inc., the only thing I've wanted to watch since the beginning of this fucking podcast. <laughs> Literally, the reason we started this podcast was so you could talk about Mystery Incorporated. Yes. Do you feel like you've done your homework so far to be prepared to talk about that series? I think so. We probably have a couple months before we get to it still. Fuck off. We do not. We have, like, five <laughs> things to do after this. All right. That... I'll make you do them all tonight. No! I don't want that. Because well? I already had to rewatch Shaggy and Scooby-Doo Get a Clue. Because this is the series where I finally started pulling my own weight in this show. I rewatched the episodes. I counted the stats. And I did the math. And now you can judge me on it. I don't think we need to talk about what we think of the quality of this series we overall. Went, uh, we went through that last episode. Ex that's why. That's why I don't think we need to say it. All right, listeners, go back to the last episode if you want our opinion on this <laughs> series. It's not kind. It's not. 
Instead, we're just going to go right to... Well, for if you have not heard one of these stat count episodes before, what are the type of things we discuss here? We look at their distance traveled, the property damage that they incur, and just basic stats of things that happen a lot. Hmm. It's, it's the sort of episode you can listen to and then compare the seasons. See, see, you know, how Scooby-Doo each series of Scooby-Doo is. This one, I think we all know, is not very Scooby-Doo, so the general stats are completely different. But before we do that, we always list a top three and a bottom three of the series. This is something we've done for every series, uh, except I have chosen to not do it for this, because this is literally worse than the Richie Rich Hour for me. Yes, uh, Amelia has written on our spreadsheet, all bottom episodes, no tops. She wrote that for the last season, and I, I just note it has not changed for this one. Would you at least compare seasons one and two? If you're going to put a gun to my head, one is better, I guess. Yeah, that, that was my thought too, because I was picking these bottom and top episodes, and, and really, I'm worried that I might have put, like, something I gave a don't to as my tops, or something I gave a do to as my bottoms, because they, they did kind of blend and hit the same notes as last time. Um, my top three here are all the last three episodes. Zoinks the Wonder Dog, Scooby Dudes, and Uncle Albert Alert are my top three episodes. Whereas my bottoms are Zoinks Man, Cruisin' for a Bruisin', and there's a doctor in the house. And I, and I think, looking at that, it's, it's just my bottom episodes are the ones that mostly focused on fives. When I'm watching Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue, I'm at the very least interested in what Shaggy and Scooby are doing. We're the total opposite in this. You'd, you'd rather the fives episodes? Yep. Shaggy and Scooby-Doo cannot pull a series on their own. It, it, they just, they cannot lead a series. Well, I mean, and that's... This is the blind leading the blind. That it's sort of terrible. pans out for this season, because it seems like even the show creators decided that, and they made a series about a different character. I also want to clarify Scooby-Doo's is there, because of the underground Super Bowls. That is... That is why I consider that a top episode for oh, me. No one's asking for oh. you to justify these. <laughs> okay. Just pull some names out of your ass. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Sure. Well, less out of my ass are these general stats. Says you. Well. The f the you even admitted over text message. I was working in the morning one day while he was re-watching them all, and he just sent me a text message being like, there's nothing to count! Well, for some, for some of these, there's not. You know what? This isn't the order I have it in, but I'm going to mention this first. Number one, names said wrong. This was a standard trope of the last season, that Shaggy would be introduced to somebody new, and he would get their name wrong. I've counted it twice in season two, and both times it's not so much a name as it is Shaggy trying to say gingivitis. He says jinky pinkies and gummy vicious. How is that joke? 
everyone that tries to come to the defense of this series, is that joke? Is that what you're saying is the jokes? That's that's not quite a joke to me. I have a I have a stat about jokes later on. Jinky pinkies and gummy vicious. Gummy vicious, I think, is just another way of describing gingivitis. <laughs> it is very vicious on the gums. Take care of your teeth. Oh, says the man that doesn't at all. I know. I need to floss. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. I think. Did we discuss this? Oh no, just w- during that episode. Yeah. We discussed about oral health care. Yeah. I, listeners, I I didn't get better since recording that episode. I really didn't. Don't... I mean, I'm alright. I brush. Let's, let's not act like I don't brush my teeth. Let's move on to mystery machine modes. These are transformations of the mystery machine. Why modes and not mods? Well, because he's not modifying it each time. It's simply a mode that it can transition into. It feels like he's modified it with magic. Because it's the magic school bus. Well, in that, in that regards, why not Mystery Machine Magic? Sure, why not? Do whatever the fuck you want, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, <laughs> get a clue, dude. How many transformations did we see this season? Uh, seven, apparently. Yep, that includes a golf cart... A submarine. A six-wheeler. A modern van, whatever that means. That's just the default. A jet. A claw truck. And a rusted-out pickup truck. A claw truck. The claw truck, it, it was like it was like one of those claws from a grabby machine. A claw machine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to paint a picture for the listeners. A, cl- a claw machine claw off the back of the truck. I don't remember it at all, but all right. It was there. Sure. Fashion report. Oh, Billy's favorite. It it is. These are the different outfits that Shaggy and Scooby wear. If you were an action figure manufacturer, you may consider creating figures in some of these outfits. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Lady Cow would be up there. Well, I would suggest they're Old West outfits. Lady Robot and Dr. Fibes costumes. Poolside outfits. Bedhead Shaggy. Really doesn't count. It's a variant. Cruise outfits. Ninja outfits. Blood-covered Shaggy. Zoinks Man. And Crop Top Shaggy. Brackets. Accidental. It's really just the bottom half of his shirt gets cut off. Exposing his midriff. Clues is another one that really, I mean, it was hardly there last season, but this season, you, you can hardly count Clues as being here at all. I, I wouldn't count it there in last season at all. Yeah, but I did, I did mark some down. I'm sure, I'm sure you argued with me during that last act count. But they're not real Clues. This isn't a mystery series. It's a quote-unquote action-adventure series. And how low that number is. Why even count it? Well, at this point, because I counted it in the last season, and I'm just carrying over those same stats to this one. There were only three. One was a purple crayon that agent number one noticed that proved agent number two drew a cave painting. How was that a clue? That's a clue! It's a clue! Ooh, I'm... Who did this cave painting? Well, agent number two has a purple crayon. It was him. It was not a mystery. (laughs) 
Obviously, Agent 2 drew the fucking cave drawing. I mean, when you first see it, you could assume it's ancient. Alright, two real clues solving the mystery of the whole series, Who is Uncle Albert? Two clues led Shaggy and Scooby to that conclusion. A mole and an uneaten peanut butter sandwich. Yes, fabulous clues. Led to a marvelous unmasking. I didn't, aren't you just lucky I didn't count to the unmaskings? One. <laughs> a stat I did count, which, again, didn't appear that much, compared to season one, was Money Solves Problems. In the last season, there was a lot of Shaggy getting out of situations by spending money, bribery. Here, really, it's more just things that he blatantly spent some money on to help them out. He does this five times. He offers free food to attendees at his amusement park. He offers a dog scholarship. How does that help him out in his I, life? I don't know. I'm just, I was looking for things. He bought ten cases of electric toothbrushes. He bought himself tickets for a Mexican cruise. And home delivery of a rented movie. That's big bucks. Those rental stores, they do not deliver. Unless you're like, I'll give you a hundred dollars! I don't know, even know what impression that was anymore. Um, non-agent villains. These could possibly be villains in a regular Scooby-Doo episode. Uh, uh, you know, so it's, it's not Fives, it's not the agents, it's you could see the whole gang fighting these. There are 1,011 of them. Can't help but feel that you artificially inflated <laughs> that number a little. With the unnecessary inclusion of exactly 1,000 Super Bowls. Yeah. Well, they're there. We also have the mythical Kitchy Hoopa. There's a question mark beside this. Giant squid. You're not even sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm very unsure of Why these Why did stats. you count it then? I don't know. Uh, and then... Of course, we have the combination of Frankenstein, Dracula, the Swamp Monster, the Werewolf, and the Mummy. And also Bigfoot and the Phantom, which were never proven to be caught by anyone, or even that they were villains, and not on their way to, like, a costume party <laughs> before Shaggy and Scooby started harassing them. But truly harrowing were the Zoinks and Groovy Dawn robots, particularly with their skin melted off. And then, of course, there are the agent villains. Last season, you'll remember, we had 13. Amelia, what's the number I have for the total today? Again, an unnecessarily inflated number. 572. And this one I stand by! I stand by this number because not only did I count the agents we saw throughout the episode, the numbered agents, but... In that final episode, where the number of agents seemed to grow exponentially, they were all outside of Fibes' lair, saved by Scooby-Doo, standing in one group, in one shot. A shot which I took to my computer, blew up, and counted as I put a small circle over each of their faces. I individually counted. 572 agents 
in Fives' employ. And I expect that number to be on Scoobypedia. I hope it's not already. It will make me feel like I've wasted my time. Well, I'm not going to waste my time and list off the numbers of the numbered agents you have, for some reason, written down here. Moving on. I wrote them down in order of appearance, but I will also agree to move on. Body horror. Moments that just, I looked at the screen and went, Ooh, I had 11 of them. None of them are really that body horror-ish. The guts talking to each other was pretty scary. (laughs) (laughs) One of these is mayonnaise eyes. Yeah, you were not a fan of Roby crying tears of mayonnaise. No, I was not a fan of cum leaking out of that robot's face, alright? It was gross, but it's not body horror. Alright, you know what? Body horror, stricken from the record. There are also two categories we put especially on here because we noticed this show was a bit problematic in certain areas. A bit. A bit. The first is a category I call women who speak. Any woman who has speaking lines within this season of Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue. How many women speak in this series, Amelia? Uh, Four, if you count half of a set of octuplets. That I believe were all voiced by a man, weren't they? I'm not sure who voiced them. Well, either way, half a set of octuplets and a receptionist. Yeah. It's technically, I on, only three of those octuplets count. Four if you count some crowd murmur. So it's between four and five there. Uh, the second category is people of color. You know. How how many non-white guys were in this series? And in 13 episodes, we had seven. Some of these I don't think are right at all. Groovy Dawn just looked like a a leathery white hippie. Rusty the werewolf I don't remember being a person of color. Rusty was. I'll stand by Rusty. And Evil Fives? Really? I mean, I find that very problematic that Evil Fives was a man of color, but it- No, he wasn't! <laughs> he was cloned from Fives, and then adopted a piece of Fives' personality. A piece of Fives' personality is not, I'm black. Well, I- the color palette begs to differ. He was tanned! Alright, well, if we take those two out, we're down to five. And that would just be agent number four- the cruise director of the Mexican cruise line, the receptionist, Rusty the werewolf, and presumably the mummy is Egyptian. And how many of these people of color speak? Well, the receptionist does, because she's already on the women. Um, Agent number four speaks. Point is, uh, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue, didn't have any women or people of color pretty much ever. I was shocked by the women this season. Like, there there were at least a few female roles in the last season, even if they weren't great. This one, they were incidental at most. Why do you keep qualifying it, Billy? I don't know. That one season is better than the other. They're both shit. Swiss Misty and an unnamed scientist woman are not good representation. But, no, it they're was not, just and this bad. one's even worse. No, they're par. They are both equally terrible. 
All right, well. Four women speak each season. Great job! You fucking dickwads. <laughs> Amelia did not like this series. No. Ray De Laurentiis, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't think you've said that to a creator since Bob Ogle. He wasn't a creator, he was just a writer. <laughs> well, I, I meant like a creative. Scooby Snacks are a vital part of Shaggy and Scooby-Doo Get a Clue. There were a grand total of 54 Scooby Snacks eaten in 13 episodes. And in this series, they have powers. Uh, except for 13, which apparently don't. No, 13 had zero effect because he had, ar- he had already worn out being able to get powers from them. But 11 were replicating. 10 were off screen? Yeah, there, there was like a time jump in one episode, and I had to assume Tem were eaten off screen. Uh, three gave super speed. Two, force field. Two came from Groovy Dawn. And then one each for cloning, jaguar, super size, invisibility, flight, magnet, super strong, super scuba, super elasto of crafty and invisibility, super smart, and hyper speed. You put invisibility on there twice. What? Two for invisibility. I did put invisibility twice on there. And I don't... Why is it hyper speed and not super speed like all your other supers? Because they do say super speed when it's super speed. But then when Uncle Albert is giving that super snack, he's like, here, have a hyper speed. Well, he's just a pretentious fuck. Yeah, I just assumed he was going faster than before. Oh my god, and I forgot about these ones down here. Amelia, there are bathroom jokes in this series. Yep. Just gross jokes that we don't like. Specifically you, so you can read all of them. I will. There are 29 of these, folks. There's a moment where you pull a gnome's finger. Sparky makes juice. A dog farts. Sparky makes hot chocolate. Sparky makes juice again. There's a super suit stink bomb. Roby's butt falls off and farts. Bacon the pig farts 11 times. Agent 13 Possibly farts could just be opening the fridge. Sparky makes juice again. Sparky farts out a hologram. There's a fart in the stupid gas. They they make that armpit band, which is just a farting sound. Agent number one fell on a cow patty. Zoinks tinkled on the HD DVD player. And Snackbot pooped pudding four times. And, uh... We see four nipples. I had to see four nipples twice. Wait, what? What? What's your math on that? You I, saw I had, four nipples yeah. each season? No, uh, both this season, but because I had to watch this season twice. I saw, I saw the nipples. All four of them. And then I thought, let me watch that season again. And I, and I saw four nipples. <laughs> Uh, those nipples belong to both Agent Number Two and Fibes himself. And why do you point to your own? So that you know what nipples are, Amelia. You wouldn't know what nipples were unless I pointed to them on my own male body. Amelia, we always have a little competition on this show with the catchphrases. Audience, you are hashtag Team Jeepers. I am the ever-lovable Hashtag Team Jinkies. And Amelia, the smartest of the bunch, 
has chosen hashtag Team Zoinks. Why you gotta keep going on with the charade? I didn't choose anything. <laughs> I was forced into Zoinks, you loser. Of course Zoinks was gonna be the just, one that said the most. I want to make it look like it was your decision rather than mine to give you Zoinks. It wasn't. Well... You played yourself. Audience, you lose this season. Jeeps... <laughs> I think there's a tie. <laughs> no, there's not. For second place. No, because mm-hmm. Jeepers was said zero times. But Jinkies, Shaggy does say Jinky Pinkies when he's trying to say gingivitis. So since it's just one Jinky, I'll say that's half a Jinkies. And I'll say that's zero Jinkies because when Shaggy said zoink in one of the series a couple of times, I didn't count the zoink oh. towards zoinks. So, you are also at zero. I... Rowing off my math here. I, at zoinks, sit at 23, because Shaggy names both his super suit <laughs> ego zoinks man and his dog zoinks. Just in zoinks the wonder dog, it's said 18 times. Of course it is. It's only said five other times in the other 12 episodes. Doesn't matter. Says 18. It was said 18 times in one episode. You're right. So it counts. Amelia wins. And that's it for general stats. Bringing us to our two main categories, property damage and distance traveled. Um, I did the math for these again this time. And I just want to say a caveat before we get into property damage. I did say in the last season that it wasn't going to count if Shaggy and Scooby destroyed things that were like at Fives' lair. Because that's your enemy. That's who you're trying to attack anyways. And, and you'll see this in the distance traveled. But so much of this season just takes place between the Shaggleford Manor and Fives' lairs. They're so much less adventurous this season than season one. They're just traveling back and forth. So honestly, I think this has a chance of being our lowest property damage yet. And it's not just because I'm lazy. It's because they didn't break things according to the rules I set out. You've written down all Roby's property damage. Surely yeah. this doesn't count. Well, I just want I just wanted to make an account for how hazardous it would be to own Roby. Well, then I'll give you that total at the end of it. Sure, uh, the, ma- the math has worked out for combined, though. Ugh. So I gotta read every wall hole that Roby makes? It's, it's surprisingly less, and in other ones, I've, I wrote it down there, you can just see it's three wall holes. Quick, quick to write out. The first episode, Shaggy and Scooby World... The whole episode takes place at Shaggy and Scooby World, but they still need to get there and back from the manor. I'm pretending that they took over Six Flags Discovery Kingdom in Vallejo, California. That's 35.1 miles from San Francisco, meaning that this episode takes them 70.2 miles. Uh, A wall hole is created. $150. In Almost Perfect, the whole episode takes place at Shaggleford Manor, zero miles. One window for 700. Inside Job, 
they travel from the Shaggleford Manor to Fives's lair. If you'll remember from last season, I deuced that uh, that the longest distance you can travel in town in San Francisco is seven miles. So that's what I gave all the in-town trips. Uh, so seven miles doubled is 14 miles. I did try to look up how long uh, the human digestive system would be, but that the amount that it added was negligible. One vase is broken by Roby for $85. In Zoinks Man, they travel from the Shaggleford Manor to Fives's Volcano Lair, where fire ants live. Fire ants are a bit of an invasive species, and they're, and they're found in more places now than they used to be. The Galapagos Islands, technically, it seems like they started working to eliminate their fire ants in 2004, but I'm still going to give it to the Galapagos Islands because it, it's an, a volcano island, easy to calculate. It's 3,330 miles from San Francisco making a total of 6,660 miles. Shaggy and Scooby's first property damage here, with a ceiling hole, a burn table, a, a user's manual Wait, for zero? What? Yeah, the, the user's manual didn't count, because they can just download a PDF online. Okay, fine. Three wall holes, burned curtains, and a window, and Billy didn't do a per-episode sum up of every dollar, so... Do I have to read all the dollar amounts? Um, no, if you like, I could quickly do that. I didn't realize I hadn't done that. The Many Faces of Evil. They travel from the Shaggleford Manor, to the Museum of Modern Art, to the Golf Course, to the Manor, to the Grand Canyon, to Fort Knox, to ten other unknown locations, and then to home. Um, the majority of that there is all in-house, I gave it seven-mile trips all around. I'm not going to beat around the bush too much, but the total for this is 2,346.6 miles. And in this, Roby removed every screw. There's no dollar amount to this. I, I just couldn't calculate that. I just really don't understand why you're writing it down then. Well, because I thought I would calculate it, and then I didn't uh, because I just really wanted to make sure it was ready for us to record on Sunday night. Cruisin' for a bruisin'. Uh, they, t they go from the Shaggleford Manor on a Mexican cruise to, crucially, a volcano island. I'm saying this island is the same one that a previous adventure took place on, meaning that it is 6,660 miles once again. Nothing destroyed. There's a doctor in the house. They go from Shaggleford Manor to the Sunny Acres Retirement Home to Fives' Lair, and home again. Since that's all in town, it's a total of 21 miles traveled. And there's some roof and ceiling repair for $800. Super scary movie night. They go from Shaggleford Manor to Fives' Hangar, and home. 14 miles. Nothing's broken. Runaway Roby. They go from Shaggleford Manor to Fives' Lair. Fourteen miles. And then just here's a fucking estimate list, if you had a contractor in. Three counters, one floor dent, one portrait, one picture frame, three wall frames, one sofa, one chair on fire, one vase, one broke door, 
one drawer <laughs> of dishes. It's one broke door. One mirror and one, I assume that's ficus. That's a ficus. <laughs> the, fi- the ficus, I did the most amount of work on figuring out how much it would cost. That costs $179 if yeah. you want a ficus. No one else cares about any of the other things. <laughs> How much is a ficus? Listeners, I'll post these stats. We're not in the mood to go through the stats for Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue. Let's, I'm just gonna, we're gonna get to the end here. Don't get a big head. They go from Fives' hangar to the manor to the Arctic Circle to get into the jet stream and home. The difference, the distance from San Francisco to the Arctic is 1,991 miles for a total of 3,982 miles to get them home again. And uh, in Don't Get a Big Head and next episode, Super Dudes, nothing is broken. Um, Yeah, in Scooby Dudes, they go from Shaggleford Manor to the Texas-Oklahoma-Arkansas border. I did pull up Google Maps, and I looked at that little spot where they do all meet. Seems to be an uninhabited field. But Texarkana, Texas is a real city. That's the border of, as you can imagine, Texas and Arkansas. And the distance from that to to San Francisco is 1,865 miles. Zoinks the Wonder Dog. They stay home. Zero miles. Uncle Albert alert. They go from Shaggleford Manor to Fives' Lair. A total of 14 miles traveled. Uh, in Zoinks the Wonder Dog, two doors are broken for $600. And a note just on the fringes here that Groovy Dawn cost $1.8 million. Fives does say that on screen. I think it's the only time they ever mention a real price. Fives's? Fives's. Along with that one broke door? <laughs> one, one, Fives's broke door. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. The door was in Shackleford Manor. What is this? Did you calculate this in Frank? No, that's that's just, it's the Google Docs. You gotta, like, format the, I can make it the right currency, but it takes a bit. Where's the, I had it, I had it set to the right thing before. It's like a format cell. Let's do this live. Let's format these, that's what the listeners want. Is it in dollars? It is. It's dollars. That's dollars. Just ignore the Frank sign. All right. So then all combined between Roby and Shaggy is $12,283. Roby with most of that, with uh, $9,200. Shaggy and Scooby at three grand. The inflation rate from 2008 to 2019 is 19.2%. Yes. Is that what this means here? Yep. So in 2019... Uh, $14,641.34 is their property damage, which is indeed the cheapest it's ever been. Yeah. Um, In terms of miles traveled, they ended up traveling a grand total of 23,526.2 miles. Uh, That's 37,861.75 kilometers. Keep in mind, the Mystery Machine is a plane, boat, and anything else they need it to be and get a clue, so it all counts. But, the Mystery Machine is a Ford Econoline. This van gets 10 miles per gallon in the city and 17 miles per gallon on the highway. 
So if we're combining city and highway driving and say they get 14 miles per gallon in their van, we get approximately 1,680.44 gallons of gas burned through. In 2008, the cost of gas was $4.10. So, 1,680.44 times 4.10 gets us a cost of 6,889.2 American dollars. Adjusted for today's inflation, that's 8,210.42 dollars. That's right, .42 dollars spent on their mystery addiction. And that's just gas money. It doesn't count for oil changes, breakdowns, or anything. Should also probably stop claiming, without a doubt, that it's an afford a, afford a con line <laughs> and stop saying that it's because of their mystery addiction. Because there's no mysteries no. here. The only addiction they have here is, well, honestly, to Scooby Snacks. All right, Billy's doing a little dance. Clearly has to pee. I do. Let's wrap it up then. You're not going anywhere. I'm not. Listeners, we are ending this episode now. Our next episode is Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. And just hopefully we don't have to deal with any of this non-mystery solving bullshit again. Overall, get a clue. I am happy to see the back of it. It's a Scooby-Don't absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's don't a... Don't watch a single episode... Don't look at the art style and and pine for it. It just, just, fuck it. And really, fuck it. if you want to check it out at all, you don't need season two. I If I were to list my top episodes of the series as a whole, they'd all be in season one. Season two, you can tell it ran out of steam. The whole thing runs out of steam. Again with the justification. It's bad. Yeah, but I mean, I'm trying to justify that it's bad in this way. Yeah, but you're still justifying it as a, oh, but you could watch season one. There are parts of season one that I did not hate. This, this season gets my Scooby-Don't. And it, you know what, it, it'll get my Scooby-Don't, absolutely. The whole series is a Scooby-Don't, absolutely, for me. I'm, All right, it's worthless. I'm I'm just happy it's done. It's totally fucking worthless. It'll be nice to And I know you I know you're tiptoeing around because the the fucking showrunner is still alive and you feel like everyone has to like you, but Ray De Laurentiis, if you ever hear this, you can fucking fight me. You created a flaming <laughs> pile of garbage turds. And I hate your face. And on that note, that's it from Scooby Doo Us. Scooby Doo you. I can't even do that in a Scooby voice. <laughs>